0: From the big sky to the big time, Cooper Cup had one of the most successful weekends of anybody to ever come out of the Big Sky conference on Super Sunday. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Cup, a former four-time first team All-American wide receiver at Eastern Washington, once spent his time tearing up the Grizz, the Bobcats, and the rest of the Big Sky. And on Sunday, Cup capped arguably the greatest single season by a wide receiver in the history of professional football. The six foot two, two hundred and eight-pounder from Yakima caught eight passes for 92 yards and two touchdowns on the way to earning Super Bowl MVP honors. Cup caught four passes, including the go-ahead touchdown with less than a minute to play to help lift the Los Angeles Rams to a 23-20 win over the Cincinnati Bengals in Super Bowl 56. Cup's final tolls for the season include astounding numbers. 21 games, including the playoffs. Cup notched 178 catches, 2,425 yards, and 22 touchdowns, winning the regular season, receiving triple crown and earning unanimous first-team All-Pro honors. He caught an NFL postseason record 33 balls during the playoffs, was the NFL Offensive Player of the Year, and capped his fifth season in the league with Super Bowl MVP honors. And finally, a Big Sky Women's Hoops action, the Lady Grizz fell 63 57 at Eastern Washington on Monday in a makeup game from earlier this season. EWU led for the duration of the game in Cheney on the way to its fourth Big Sky win this season. Lost drafts the Lady Grizz to 7 and 6 in league play. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Montana, welcome back. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Appreciate you rolling with us here on a Tuesday. Hope you're having a great start to your week. I'm Coulter Nuanas and I'm coming to you to the Northwest Motorsport Studio. You can find amazing winter savings at Northwest Motorsport. Visit NWMSrocks.com to check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Get approved, line up a test drive. Even an appraisal for your trade-in all online at nwmsrocks.com. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? We talked about Maggie Voicen taking fifth in the women's slope style over in Beijing in the Winter Olympics. Also, Jake Sanderson of Whitefish competing for the U.S. hockey team. He had an assist against Canada. Also, talked some Big Sky hoops. Heard from our good buddy Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz, and shared our Treasure State stars for the week, highlighting some of the best Individual performances from around the state of Montana. You can find all of that on the Nuana's Now podcast, which is probably presented by SportsBet Montana, as well as the Advocates. Austin awesome Tutel, I'm doubling up the Tutels. Your brother is back. He's coming on tomorrow. I haven't actually. I talked to him on the real life telephone today for the first time. Usually it's FaceTime, and anybody that knows me knows that. 97% of the time I'm talking on the phone, I'm also driving. FaceTiming and driving, not great. Right. There's <laughs> a visual element you want to avoid there. <laughs> and FaceTiming your brother, horrible, because you have to look at his face. <laughs> and
1: because he has uh, several other people, human beings around. All the time. Running in and out as well. He's
0: at The last six times we FaceTimed, he's had to hang up because a catastrophe happened with one of his mongrels. Yeah. That'll happen. Just wine getting spilled everywhere and all these things. Most of the time I call them. It's in the wee night hours of South Africa. But Ryan, former co-host of the show, is back. But Austin, my go-to guy whenever I want to rap about some NBA, is in studio with me. Before we get to the NBA, if you've been following along, I've been giving you some daily history lessons. This is pretty cool. My mom found this for me. Oh, fun. This is the 100 Greatest Sports Stars. But this is came out in 19... Sports 19- Heroes. Yeah, Sports Heroes. And it, but it came out in 1954. Huh, okay. So it's just funny because like a lot of these guys, you you definitely heard of, but you don't know much about because it was a long time ago. And then half of them, you have no idea. So Do I see a, a Sammy Sneed on the cover? little Sam Sneed, definitely on the cover. Probably a little Babe Dedrickson. So our our uh, history lesson of the day, this is what I absolutely know about just because I was obsessed with baseball history when I was a kid. It's Roy Campanella, the longtime catcher for the Brooklyn Dodgers. He, uh... He was the first black catcher in the history of the Major Leagues. And uh, he was also one of just the great catchers in the history of, of Major League Baseball as well. And uh, famously part of those Brooklyn teams that fell short so often before then breaking through. So that was a good one. That was one I definitely knew. Another one I'll share with you today is Alexander Cartwright, who is widely considered the father of modern-day baseball. You have to wonder what Cartwright would think. He, he died back in 1892. But right now, Major League Baseball, it's a mess. <laughs> Jeff Safford, our uh, our guy on the, on the controls today, our producer, he's the voice of the Paddleheads, as you already know, and he gives us a lot of great baseball analysis when it comes to the MLB ranks as well. Probably later on this week, Jeff and I will have a discussion about this uh, labor dispute that's going on in Major League Baseball because uh, it ain't pretty. And uh, it's all just because of money, which is just silly. But we'll continue to talk about that. But it's pertinent today because today is supposed to be the day that pitchers and catchers report. I've never been one that's like all over the moon about that. But I do know that baseball junkies, you love this day. because I mean, baseball's on the horizon. So a sad day for any and all of you. Let's dive into a little all basketball all the time. You've been, you've been following along for all football all the time, but I'm ready to talk hoops around here as much as we can, not just Grizz and Bobcat hoops like we have been already and not just high school hoops, but I want to talk some NBA hoops. First of all, the most exciting news ever this week. This has totally nothing to do with the NBA. You're going to love this. Austin and I, for those that haven't been following along, we've known each other since we were six, and probably one of the best things, we probably the most common ground we share besides the NBA is music. Third Eye Blind coming to Missoula in June. Are you stoked about this? Oh, I didn't hear about that. That is exciting. Yes, I uh
1: that's I will definitely be going to that.
0: Yeah, we should definitely make that happen. that would be very around, fun for sure. A little Friday night action. A little Third Eye Blind at the Kellhouse Amphitheater. Very yeah. excited.
1: Well, you and I know several people that will be even more excited. For sure. Uh, some big Third Eye Blind fans out there from our high school days. Oh, yeah, dude. For sure.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I've, I've loved Third Eye Blind, even when they sort of weren't as, you know, mainstream famous. Mm. Very cool. Have you heard of this? They announced, they announced a new one today, The Who? But not the Who, like Roger Daltrey, but the Who, like H-U. They're a Mongolian band. Are they coming here? They're coming to oh, Missoula. Yeah. I knew you'd be into oh, them. Oh, yeah. I didn't know about this uh-huh. until several of my music aficionados on my social media feeds were saying, this is unbelievable. I can't believe these guys are coming to Montana. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched a couple videos. <laughs> oh, yeah, These wild. These guys, they play like the old school Mongol instruments.
1: It Well, it's, it's throat singing. And they, thro- and they and throat it's, sing. It's like totally like warrior in nature, and it's Warrior in content. Like, if you look up the translations to what they're saying, it's as scary as it sounds.
0: Yeah, unbelievable. I know, I watched a music video today with the actual English subtitles, and yeah, I was, I was terrified. Yeah. There's certainly a Warrior band for sure, but that'll be a fun one coming up later on during concert season as well. Alright, so let's start with the, the number one uh, piece of NBA news that's sort of taken the lead by storm. You and I were texting about this the other day. Ben Simmons for James Harden. And, uh, you and Kyle Samuel both turned me, uh, turned. Oh, wow. Look at that. No wonder I can't hear myself. Is that my <laughs> issue too? I don't know. In, uh, We're just playing radio as an experiment around here. Unbelievable. Um, if you, if you haven't been able to hear me whatsoever, it's cause, uh, my microphone wasn't on for the last little bit. <laughs> Thanks Jeff for telling me. Um. Ben Simmons for James Harden. What What do you think of this overall trade? Because I, I I'm starting to come around on its impact on the league as a whole. But what do you think of it overall?
1: I mean, I don't know. <clears throat> it's a situation where both guys had to move, essentially, um, because of where they were at personally, like as individuals, and not wanting to be where they were. So for the Sixers, this is not a you know a new saga. This has been ongoing. Um, And so to be able to get in return for a piece that you already knew was on the way out the door, that you knew you had to move in some way, to be able to turn that into James Harden or to be maybe so fortunate as to turn that into James Harden, I think is um, a big win on one hand. <clears throat> on the other hand, what are you getting in James Harden, actually? Right, right. He's a huge name a incredible talent um, but does he even play winning
0: basketball well, that's, that's my biggest point of contention that's
1: the thing he he is not i mean he doesn't have a championship so there's that but um he he also has had some moments in deep in the playoffs in big moments or he's kind of folded and his teams have not really produced when they've needed to down the stretch Chris Paul going down was a tough one. For sure. In game five, you know, whatever year, whatever series that was against the Warriors. Um, so there's nothing that he can do about that. But the point is this. He's been with a few different teams now um, recently that he hasn't just fit with or gelled with. And I'm thinking of like the later years of the Rockets or the last year with the Rockets where he's just not happy. And he's become this sort of pre-Madonna figure that uh, if all his needs aren't met and he's not getting things his way, he becomes kind of unmanageable and unpredictable and therefore... Coming into the Sixers while you think it might sound okay or good for them, I don't really know. Um, let's go best-case scenario. He shows up. He works hard. He buys in. Him and Joel get along well enough. They can, you know, tolerate each other's egos and be in the same locker room and all that stuff, and it goes okay. It doesn't even have sure. to go well. Let's say all that stuff happens. Um you're, you're looking, I think, pretty good. You're looking at a team that has a shot to go to the finals for sure if they can figure out their little locker room stuff that the Sixers just haven't really been able to figure out. Um, and, well, you, and James Harden hasn't been able to figure out.
0: No question. But you know where I stand on this, though. I always think that if, if you have a top, let's say, 6-8 to eight guy which I think right now Joel Embiid is a, is a top five to f- five or six player in the NBA. Healthy
1: Joel Embiid
0: is he's a one of the transcendent
1: pl- center. No question. He's, he's one of
0: the best incredible. players in the NBA, and when he's at his best, you're right. He's one of the best centers that the league has ever seen, truly, because of his diversity and, and just his ability to make shots from so many different unorthodox angles. That said, like I'm looking at Joel Embiid's last 10 games. 50 against the Magic, 40 against the Clippers, 38 against the Spurs, 42 against the Pelicans, 36 against the Kings, 27 against the Mavs, 40 against the Bulls, 34 against the Suns, 40 against the Cavs. I don't know why you'd want a guy that's going to take away from that. Um, Well. Because isn't James Harden just going to take shots away from Joel Embiid? Yeah. And can they play off of each other? I think he... Can James Harden play with anybody? That's my question. I think both these guys would be much better off if they were just by themselves on their own team, surrounded by role players. Well, James Harden had that in Houston,
1: and he He decided he didn't
0: want that. Um, James Harden want anything besides just to live in Texas and uh, have his preferred nightlife? I don't think so. That's the thing. (laughs) I really don't. I don't think he... He maybe...
1: Of course he wants to win. He wants a championship, What. Basketball player doesn't, of course. But um, when your actions line up with certain other things that aren't in a line with a championship and that's not where your true focus is, then is that really truly what you want?
0: Exactly. James Harden is summed up in a a nutshell by this. And I I, I won't go too far down this because you got to be careful, whatever. The fact of the matter is that the news of Ben Simmons and James Harden getting traded for each other was actually broken by a exotic dancer at a gentleman's club. A a young woman in Texas tweeted, I work at said club and I just was hanging out, quote unquote, with James Harden. James Harden's going to be a sixer. And then Adrian Wojanowski reported it the next morning. Hmm. That sums up James Harden Uh, as much as you need to know James Harden. I'm not scrutinizing doing anything wrong with your personal life. I'm just saying that is a microcosm of James Harden. For sure.
1: Yeah, so to your question though, of, like, is this going to work on the court with taking away shots from Joel Embiid? I think so. Um, James Harden is going to take a certain volume of shots, but I also don't think that he's a guy that has to hit a certain number. Yeah. And he's such a high assist volume guy as well that he gets – As much satisfaction from that, from like, you know, you have guys that they really want to get their 30 points or whatever, and that like feeds their ego and makes them feel validated or makes them feel like they're in that superstar role or whatever. I don't think James Harden necessarily needs that because he's not just a scorer, because he can get super inflated assist numbers as well. Sure. And I think he is plenty happy doing that. If he gets 20 and 15 a night, I think he's happy. Um, it'll probably be more like 27 and 12. But eight of those 12 assists are going to go to Joel Embiid. Um, And those two playing a game where they can stretch a defense and be on opposite ends of the court. James Harden can hit anybody from anywhere on the court. He's he's a very skilled passer, and he's a very creative passer. Um, And then when they run... Any sort of pick and roll, like what are you going to do against those two? Sure. In a pick and roll. That's There's true, especially because a B
0: can pop now, too, which is crazy. Yeah. But he's added that to his game.
1: Yeah. So I'm, and they can run, they can run an action for um, James Harden on one side and sort of use that as deception to get Joel pretty much alone on the other side and vice versa. And I think it'll work just fine on the offensive end. Um, I just am, You know, the big thing is Joel Embiid's health and James Harden's mental stability. Just engagement. And emotional stability. That's
0: exactly right. is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Austin Tutel in studio with me talking all things NBA. On the other side of this, I've been so disenfranchised with Ben Simmons because I just think it's utterly ridiculous that you're getting paid $35 million a year and you don't show up for work. That's crazy to just forfeit $8 million paychecks at a time like he did twice before he got traded from Philadelphia. But that said, I've come around to the impact of this because if Kevin Durant can get back healthy, who knows what's going to happen with the Kyrie Irving saga, if that's going to change before the playoffs are finished or not with his uh, current vaccination status and the fact that that eliminates him from playing in home games in Brooklyn. But if you got Kevin Durant was probably at the end of his window in terms of being a premier NBA. I mean, he's always going to be so good, but the time is now for Durant if he wants to stack championships, if he can stack championships. And pairing Simmons with him, I don't know how it works offensively, but I do think it's a way better fit offensively than it was with Simmons and Embiid. But it's on the defensive side that I think that it makes so much so many waves for the Nets. I just think, I think Simmons is such a good perimeter defender. And if then KD could be your second best perimeter defender, now you're a nightmare defensively for your opponents.
1: Yeah. Well, and then KD's obviously got like his help side interior defense is also such a, a big presence. Um, another thing that I think Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons brings to this team that James Harden, even though I was talking about his ability to get the ball to anyone at any time. Right. But, Ben Simmons is going to get out and run and push the ball, and he's he takes it directly off the glass, and he's going, and he's yeah. looking, and he's up, and he can finish in transition, too. He doesn't just have to find someone open. So their transition game just went up a level, which, you know, in an era where the three-point line has become king, that's kind of a sneaky way to get a leg up, I think, and get some easy high-percentage looks, which... Also can be three pointers um but anyway uh I think that's a super obvious upgrade is like you said the perimeter defense from from him and then what he brings in transition um and just a overall rebounding in his size uh at that position is uh, those are all upgrades at at uh, from that trade uh, well, that they didn't necessarily have with harden.
0: Let's take a look at the standings real quick because we have not really dived into any of the team performances. We've only been talking about individuals in the sporadic NBA chats we have had here on ESPN Radio. Right now, the Miami Heat, the best record in the Eastern Conference, half a game ahead of the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls and the Cavs, probably the two biggest surprises in the East. Then you got the Sixers, the Bucks, the Celtics, the Raptors, the Nets. None of those are surprises, but the order is maybe a surprise. Brooklyn's got to be better than that. I know they've had a lot of ups and downs in terms of their – lineup solidification but um what the, how the bulls gotten to this point bulls and cavs those are the two sort of anomalies that they got going right now mm-hmm. what uh what's been the keys for those two young squads well the bulls i can talk about
1: uh with a lot more confidence and knowledge and i can sure. give you some specific reasons
0: well, I, I know i, the, I know the cavs are doing just they're just doing something kind of unique with the fact that they're playing Markin in at the 3 and then they're playing evan mobley who was one of their top, the top draft pick? I guess he was the number two overall pick last year, and they're playing Jared Allen at the five. That I mean, that's that's six eleven, seven feet, seven feet. I mean, that's a lot of that's a lot of defense. It's a little bit unorthodox what they're doing, but uh, that's sort of been the key for the Cavs. But w- what can you tell us about the Bulls?
1: Uh, yeah, well, uh, the only thing I was going to say about the Cavs is they're just doing it with youth. Sure, and this kid Mobley. has been the key for them. And there's been a lot of things that they've needed to have happen, but that, no one saw this kid doing what he's doing. And no one one saw the Cavs being anywhere near even the play-in game. And they're sitting, I think, third in the East right now, maybe
0: fourth. Um, Bad scout by me. I watched Devin Mobley twice last year, including once in person. I didn't think he had it. I thought he was tremendously athletic and talented. I mean, he, I, I knew he was going to have it to be in the NBA. I just didn't think he was going to be one of the front runners for Rookie of the Year. I thought he had a lot of maturing to do, and I thought he was kind of soft. He's been great so far for the Cavs as a, the number three overall pick uh, out, out of USC. I watched him against the Grizz last year, and then watched him in the NCAA tournament against Kansas, and they dismantled Kansas. So I guess maybe I shouldn't be surprised. Very rare to see Kansas win by, or excuse me, lose by thirty in the assembly tournament, but Mobley, he's definitely been a revelation.
1: Yeah, but and, and I have not seen a full Cavs game this year, so I really I can't even tell you what they're doing sure. and why it's working, but it is, and
0: it's shocking and thrilling all at the same time. What's the biggest flaw of the NBA's deliverance of their product? They deliver their product as well as anybody in the world for a variety of different reasons and in a variety of different ways. The one thing that they fall short on is their national TV games don't highlight enough teams, particularly when those teams are from small markets. Like, have a flex schedule. Show me the Cavs. If they got the second-best record in the East, put them on TV. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm so tired of watching Russell Westbrook jam the ball to the bottom of the rim. It's just like when the Lakers and the Bulls and the Knicks and the Celtics, if any of those teams are bad, you just have to endure watching them over and over and over again. It's just silly. Right. Uh, The Bulls are...
1: Very exciting. Very fun to watch. Um, They just have probably more than any team that I can think of in recent years, other than you would say the (laughs) dominant warrior teams. Sure. They just have the pieces that they need on that team. Yeah. And they just fit. They just work. And
0: the... Well, I mean, the fact that DeMar DeRozan has now here in... What year? Twelve year? Tm I mean, he's been in the league for a while now. Mm-hmm. I, he's he's fully fulfilled it. He's always been a good player. He's a he's an all NBA player this year, averaging twenty eight a game. That's been a huge boost for them. But also, Nikolai Vucevic was a hidden gem in Orlando, and now people are sort of getting to see what he brings. He's a great. I mean, he's one of the best centers in the league. The Bulls' off season was maybe the best off season
1: that I've seen uh, from any like non instant championship contender, you know, um Durant going to the Warriors was that's a pretty good off season.
0: <laughs> but I'm that's talking the most about- mad I've ever been about an off season transaction. When I read that on my phone, I was like, just get out of here. This is yeah. so dumb. Right. Right. But
1: to bring in DeRozan and Vucevic and then to add pieces like Lonzo Ball sure. and uh who's the headband, the kid? Jalen
0: Green? No. See he the headband kid? He's the, well, the Jalen Green, or Javante Green, excuse Caruso, me. Caruso. Oh, yeah, Alex Caruso, for sure, of course. Baldy. From the Lakers. Yeah. They just, they brought on
1: a bunch of guys that fit what they needed. They they brought on two really good players in uh, DeRozan and Vucevic. People didn't really know about Vucevic because of what you're talking about, this small market, low record team orlando magic that's where he lives so no one knows about him no one hears about him but he's down there the last few seasons averaging like 27 and 12 you know just quietly and he's not a big name he's not flashy he's not exciting to watch he's not putting out highlights but there he is every night producing and some people would say well it's easy to do that when your team sucks which is somewhat true Totally. But Nobody's
0: going to score the points. Every team in the NBA a 100 points. guess so. who doesn't suck? Every defense
1: <laughs> right. that you play every right. night. Right. Right? So you still have to be a, a very good player to do what he was doing in Orlando. And so to bring him in kind of in a, a way that, um, I don't know, I didn't think it really got talked about much because of DeRozan coming, which sure. obviously that's going to take precedence in the conversation. And that's like a – Pretty eye-popping move. You put him next to Zach Levine. That's two very exciting players, right? But Vucevic, man, he is hes crucial for that team. And the way that they use him um, at the top of the key to get the offensive action moving, <clears throat> if you look at Lonzo Ball's assist numbers, I bet you at least three come per game. Yeah, Entirely effortlessly, a screen... Nothing's there to read, so he just dumps to Vooch, who's wide open, and pops a three. And those those little things that you can rely on every night end up, uh, you know, just having that consistency and that predictability, it's, it's big. Um, the defensive presence of Caruso and Lonzo Ball on the yep. perimeter, yep. this uh, kid, number 24, I can't remember his name... Uh, He's come on strong. I think, I think he's a rookie. I don't think anyone necessarily expected anything out of him. Javante
0: Green, yep. There's been he's actually he's been he's bounced back and forth. He's been in the G League. It's only a second NBA season, but okay. But he's he's 28 years old. So So it's him, and I think there's
1: another rookie. Sure, maybe number 12. Anyway, they've just got guys that have stepped up when there's been injuries and have filled roles. Um, I think what you're seeing is just a a team that's bought into a system yep. and a system that the coaches believe in and that organization top to bottom is just on uh, – they have a singular vision and they're operating within that and everyone's bought in and it's working really well. There's actually a, an interview with Caruso about the going to the Bulls from the Lakers yeah, and the conversation that he details that he had with the Bulls Was pretty revealing in terms of like... Their vision. This is who we are. Yeah. And this is who we think you are, and we think you fit perfectly. And he was like, yeah, I think you're right. This sounds great. And if you know what kind of player he is, he's full effort, full intensity, defense, something to prove. Um, All he wants to do is win. All he wants to do is compete. And if you take those individual characteristics of that player and apply them to an entire team, you're going to be scary.
0: Now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. There's only three teams in the NBA with 40-plus wins. They're all in the Western Conference. We'll talk about some of that on the other side. Plus, keep it hoops heavy, we'll talk to a young lady, Allie Cummings, a senior at Billings Senior High School, who's giving back to her community and starring on the basketball court. All hoops all the time, presented by Sportsbet Montana. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. We'll Santa, welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Happy now for our latest Mattress Firm Student of the Week. This one's actually from mid January, so we're still catching up a little bit here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. And this week, it's Billing Senior, Senior Allie Cummings. That's right, two seniors. She goes to Billing Senior. She's also a senior there at Billing Senior. Allie, thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing?
2: I'm good,
0: how are you? Very good. First and foremost, just take us through the season so far. I know that uh, Lady Bronx has been battling all year long. I know you had a crosstown against Billings West. Came up short with that one last weekend. But West, one of the best teams in the state. So what have you thought of the season so far?
2: Yeah, our season has been really fun. I've just been trying to take it all in. It's my senior season. It's actually my last season playing with my sister. we played together ever since we were like in second grade. So I'm just trying to take it all in, hold in all the memories I can. It's just been a blast so far.
0: That's awesome. Well, how old is your sister?
2: Oh, um, my sister's a junior. Then I also have another sister that's a freshman.
0: Oh, very cool. So you guys are all in high school together. Well, that's awesome. Your parents probably love that. Very fun for them to get to follow you all the way along. Uh, what's been the best parts about this, this senior year? Because I know you, you must love basketball because I know you're going to go play in the college level as well. But what, what do you think of just this season so far?
2: This season has been really fun. We have a totally different lineup than last year. Last year, we had, like, a bunch of posts. And this year, we've had to change, like, all of our plays and stuff. To be, like, more ran around, like, guards, just having, like, one primary post this year. So that's just been really fun. And we just had just a really fun time all playing together.
0: And this upcoming week, you guys have a couple of games. So just tell people about it. Well, what's uh, what's on the docket this week for building senior
2: so this week, um, on Tuesday, we actually play Belgrade, and then Friday we have another crosstown game against Skyview. And so we'll be going to uh, We'll be going to Belgrade tomorrow. Hopefully, we can pull off a win there, and then maybe snag one from Skyview on Friday.
0: Allie Cummings joining us. She's our mattress firm student of the week. We will be giving away mattress firm student of the weeks each week throughout the academic school year. We're up to about thirty of them so far, and that will culminate then at the end of the academic school year with our mattress firm student of the year. Big scholarship coming from mattress firm. So if you want to enter, any and all aspiring students that you know, the only requirements: great students and involved in the community in some form or fashion. It doesn't have to be athletes. Oftentimes they are, but just some sort of extracurricular outside of the uh, the school, the academic. Riggers, it's Noana's now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television and Ali. Let's talk about some of your coaching because I know that you've put on a hoops camp for elementary school kids the last couple of years, and, and that's all got, gone towards a good cause of raising money. So, just tell people a little bit about the background of that and, and how you got into that.
2: Yes, so I knew I wanted to do something to give back to the community before I leave and go play college basketball in California. And so what I wanted to do was put on a free camp because I know, as I know, like traveling all over, it can be very expensive for camps. So I wanted to put on a free camp for young ages that they all could just come in and work on their basketball skills and learn like how to play and find their love for the game as I did as a little kid.
0: Well, oftentimes, too, coaching teaches you so much about playing, too. So have you, have you felt yourself kind of understand the game better, and, and has that helped you as a player?
2: Yes, being a player and being a coach is, like, completely different. But being able to do both has really helped me just, like, see the game better. Learning how to, like, work with others and also, like, build my leadership on how to, like, help younger ones and build their relationship with the game as well.
0: I know this has gone towards the good cast, so just tell people about uh, sort of the money you guys have been raising for scholarships. How's that part work?
2: Yes, so all the money that I've been raising has gone towards Upward, and Upward is where I actually started playing basketball, and that's where I had my first games and my first practices. And so the money that I raise for my camps, I give it to Upward so that people that can't afford to, like, cover the cost to have their kid playing Upward, they can use that scholarship money to, like, fund their kid throughout the program.
0: Allie Cummings joining us. She's a senior at Billings Senior High School, a burgeoning basketball coach, as well as a 4.0 student at Billings Senior and an all-conference guard for the Lady Bronx. And Allie, I know next year you're heading down to San Diego, right? So Point Loma, I've I've grown familiar with that university because they had such a great run in men's basketball a couple years ago all the way to the National Championship game. But uh, what do you like about the opportunity there? I mean, that sounds pretty darn good to me going to school in San Diego.
2: Yes, I fell in love with the school I fell on the kit camp- when I met the campus, the coaches, the teammates. Um, actually, I can walk from the beach to my dorm, so that's always a plus. And the coaches and the teammates are all just really positive and they all just work really well as like a team and that's what I wanted was like a new family to build because I know I'll be down there by myself and I just loved how like they were all just so positive and that's why I chose Point Loma.
0: We gotta love it. She's our mattress firm student of the week. Allie Cummings from Building Senior High School. All best of luck with the rest of your senior year. Best of luck with your two big games this week and best of luck with everything else. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Impressive young lady. Thanks to Allie Cummings. Our matches from student of the week from two weeks ago. We'll continue rolling through these sporadically but consistently here on Nuanas. Now you have a great student out there you want to nominate. The only requirements are that they're excellent students and they're involved in extracurriculars or community service throughout the state of Montana. That's it. They don't have to be athletes. A lot of times that they are You can always visit mattressfirmmt.com backslash students. We'll have a Mattress Firm Student of the Week each and every week of the academic year leading up to then the end of the academic semester in which we will award a Mattress Firm Student of the Year with a substantial scholarship. That's mattressfirmmt.com backslash students. More MBA talk. Are the Suns for real? Why is nobody talking about the Bucks? What should the Lakers do? Austin Tutel and myself, Coulter Nuanez, continue rapping about the NBA. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. The Advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the Advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406 today. Or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate.
1: One, two, now on ESPN Radio.
0: What's up, Montana? Welcome back. Happy Tuesday. Hope you're having an outstanding evening. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on Nuanas Now. It's ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Time now for the final word presented by Eagle Satellite. Have you heard about the great prices on TV and Internet that Eagle Satellite is offering? They got TV for $57.99 a month with three installation plus Internet for $50 a month. Eagle Satellite is locally owned and operated and has been best serving Montana For over 40 years, our NBA conversation continues. Talk about a couple of the best teams in the West. The Phoenix Suns, after winning the Western Conference a year ago, coming up just short in the finals, are atop the Western Conference standings. They have a 46-10 record, best in the NBA by about four games. There are five games overall in the standings clear of the Golden State Warriors, who are second-best record in the league. And then the Memphis Grizzlies have been one of the revelations so far of this year. So much of that has to do with the emergence of John Morant. We all knew John Morant was a phenomenal athlete, but the fact that he has vaulted himself into the conversation with some of the other most untradeable and and uh, unbelievable assets in the league, I mean, he's like on par with Luka Doncic right now, wouldn't you say? Oh, for sure. And and that is... Un- I would not have predicted that. I thought John Morant was going to be very good. I did not think he was going to be like this otherworldly talent this soon. I thought maybe he could get there eventually, but he's been outstanding. I mean, Memphis is, is ridiculous this year, and so much of that starts with their young point guard.
1: Yeah, he's incredible. Um, he's in the top three, I think, in the league in points in the paint.
0: Which, which is amazing.
1: yeah um, Tony Parker used to do that perennially. He was, like, always the second leading scorer in the paint, and I don't know who was ahead of him, but some huge human. Sure. Um, But, uh, yeah, watching him play is truly – it's, like, it's just a delight because of the way the guy moves, the way the guy creates and sees space and finds space and moves through space and contorts his body – and keeps control of the
0: basketball somehow. And then also happens to just have, like, a 50-inch vertical. Well, that helps. (laughs) Hitting his head on the rim. That helps. But when you're you're scoring, like,
1: 16 points in the paint a game, those aren't all dunks. Sure. Like, he's doing some, uh, like, acrobatic contortionist things. For sure. And then laying it up or hitting a floater or whatever. So, yeah, he's just really fun to watch. His... The visual test with him is like instant. You're like, wow, he moves differently than everyone else. That's exactly right.
0: So right now, Memphis is in third in the West. We see this in the NBA all the time, though. Now, because load management is such a huge portion of chasing a championship, we oftentimes see these upstart young teams that haven't really been there before go out and win a bunch of games and get a good seed, and maybe they are a little bit. They have been over. Blown expectations in terms of truly chasing a championship because they haven't. They they were trying to win a bunch of games in the regular season to prove themselves, and then they don't have enough gas left in the tank down the stretch. Is Memphis a real championship? I mean, could they win the West? Um, I don't know. Tough to say, right? Because they, they, it is. They're they're very good, but they're it's a tough matchup, particularly with Phoenix, but also with Golden State.
1: Yeah, I think. Uh, well, one note before we move on to that, just in general with Memphis. Someone earlier in the season was like, "Man, Memphis is sweet, huh?" I was like, "Well, I don't know if it's, if Memphis is sweet, but Jaw is sweet, sure." And then he went down, and guess what? Memphis just kept doing winning. They just kept winning, and so they've had uh, um just a balanced attack, really, and obviously it's spearheaded by Jaw, but um, they've got like eight or nine guys that get. Regular real minutes and get regular real production, um, and so it's it's pretty impressive the consistency of the the production of each of those members on that team. It's not just one or two guys every night. It's like literally like six dudes every night. Um, if you look at their box scores, which I do because I'm a nerd, <laughs> they're consistently have more than just their starting five in double digits, which that alone is already, um, you know, not every team does that. Uh, I think last night there were three guys that combined for, like, 81 points on the Blazers. And, you know, that's kind of the format for a lot of teams is three guys are going to score, you know, 80% of your uh, points. But with Memphis, it's just balance. And, um, yeah, so their second unit comes in and usually has a leg up, Um, so that helps. But to your point of uh, being a contender, I don't know, man. A season like this that's been so unpredictable, I don't know if I can limit contenders like I have in the past. Sure. It used to be so clear. It's like, no, there's like four teams that could possibly win. Totally. This year and maybe even last year, it just feels like more and more. There's teams, it's starting to feel more like college in that regard. Sure. Not, not the
0: game itself, but just in terms of
1: who could actually come out on top. See,
0: I look at it up the other way. I think that there's no teams that can win the championship. The only teams you could actually talk me into winning the NBA championship mm-hmm. are the Milwaukee Bucks, the Golden State Warriors, and the Phoenix Suns. That's it. Mm-hmm. Which so, is, I, I understand that. But I also like... I don't know why everybody's sleeping on the Bucks either. That's what's so interesting to me. They're defending champs. I, that's the part that annoys me about the NBA news cycle so much. Yeah. Is once a team's a prove well, a proven commodity, people don't like talking about them anymore. They yeah. mention the Bucks, but they don't like play up the storyline. It's the same effect of like
1: MVP uh, voter fatigue. Exactly. Right? Like for sure, LeBron James, LeBron James, two years in a row. Well, we can't vote for him for a third year in a row, even though he's the best player. Sure. Like we're sick of him. Let's right. put someone else in there. With. A championship team it kinda happens too in terms of like, yeah, they're supposed to be in the conversation. Yeah, they're supposed to be there. So we don't need to give them the same attention necessarily. Like who's gonna be here to dethrone them? Who's gonna be there right. to take them away? So then you start talking about other teams more, I think, just naturally.
0: No now you spit radio. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We could talk NBA all day. Wish we had more time for this. Austin Tutel, thanks for swinging by, man. It's very fun. You are welcome, any anytime. Ryan Tutel will lead the show tomorrow, part of our 10th anniversary celebration. We also have a variety of other fun guests for you, including the return of Alex Escherman from SWX Montana Television. Also, working on this, still trying to nail down a time, but uh, the man who brought Cooper Cup to Division I football, he might join us as well. He's got a Montana connection. I'll leave it at that. We'll tease that a little later on. And we'll dive into prep hoops and to tell you about some of the things going on around the world of high school basketball as well. Thanks so much for being here with us. We'll be back at it at 4 p.m. tomorrow. You can find everything on the Nuanas Now podcast presented by The Advocates as well as Sportsbet Montana. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m.